This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the Orange and Brown Film Breakdown Podcast. Your host, Jake Burns. We are going to talk about Brown's victory over the Colts in exciting fashion. 32-23. to Your Browns are 4-1, and and you probably should not and could not, and back to should not, be happier about that. You know, you've seen the data. ESPN loves running it. The Browns are pushing the data too. First time since 1994. First time scoring over 30 points in four straight weeks since I think 1967. The data's out there. It's not happened in a long, long time. And um, we're going to talk about some nuances of the game, but you should definitely, as a fan, feel happy with what has gone on with this group where they currently sit. And, um, you know, just kind of <laughs> watching winning football. It's so rare. That you get to see Cleveland teams, you know, maybe not not win perfectly. I guess it's win in general, obviously, but you know, then you take games where you can learn lessons or whatever. And learning, and then Baker Mayfield made a great point of this in his post game presser is is taking games where you can learn things from wins. Right? It's such a rare thing. You you've always kind of found the silver linings with this football team for so long in losing efforts, and they can get better here, there, and the other, and then they can. They can start winning. Well, you know, they're winning these games where they're the uh, the team that, that, you know, both teams obviously will have things they need to improve through any endeavor. But when the Browns have big lessons that they can take away, but they're still winning football games, it's, uh, it's just need to be on that side of things. So there's no doubt that this is a flawed football team, but this is a team that's good enough to win games in which there's, you know, air quotes, a dogfight going on. And this is what I thought it was. It was a weird game. In nature, uh, you know, I, I thought it was a pretty normal game up until halftime where, you know, in the first half, uh, I think you're looking at a, a situation in the first half where Baker Mayfield, and we'll talk about Baker, and we will probably put up another live stream of his performance this week as we did last week. But at halftime, Baker's on his way cruising to <laughs> the potential for a ridiculous game. I mean, he's 19 of. 28 for 228 yards and two touchdowns he hadn't thrown an interception you know Dell also threw one for 18 yards in that span but like at that time in the Browns only run for 38 yards you had the feeling going into the locker room up 20 to 10 that this might be a situation where they they try to run to close things out and they did we'll talk about that but you know 
a great half. I thought Baker missed some throws there in the first half. High kind of sailing some things where I think he's he's doing a much more effective job as a cognizant quarterback of stepping up into the pocket. But there's also the need to find throwing windows and not throwing windows for your eyes, but throwing windows for your arm where you don't feel like you have to throw the football over taller offensive linemen. Because when you feel like you have to drive the football over top of them, that's when you're going to run into situations where the football sails. And if you know, and and everybody has a miss, like I was talking to a friend of mine watching this game where you, you have a miss. Maybe it's your golf swing because that's what you do the most right now where you have a miss. Maybe you always pull your drives to the left. You miss a drive, you pull it left. If you're a right-handed golfer, you pull it. Or if you're somebody who slices it, you're always missing it right. So like Baker's miss when he misses is typically high. It's been that way since his Oklahoma days. It's just kind of his thing. And if you put pressure into his face, he will miss high on occasion because he's trying to pull that football down. So there's a need for Baker to figure out mechanically what he needs to do uh, to work on ball trajectory and whatnot to get that that sort of high-throwing bug out of his system because it, it, it reared its head too many times today. And even, again, he played well in the first half. The Browns' plan was pretty clearly we're going we're gonna to spread – and manipulate the Colts defense and throw from from heavy wide receiver sets and even multiple tight end sets where we're putting people on the perimeter five wide three by one two by two whatever that was a part of their plan and they were effective you know at half Hooper had 57 yards Landry had 88 yards 45 yards from Beckham on four catches it was pretty evenly distributed you know a 15 yard touchdown to Higgins is a part of his 31 yards and three catches in the first half and then Kareem Hunt caught a a nifty little goal line catch, and he had three for 21 and a touchdown as well. So they're running a really effective spread scheme at that point, kind of being adaptable, which I like. They go in up 20 to 10, defense playing pretty well. At that point, they'd only allowed 18 rushing yards. They'd allowed Phillip Rivers 120 passing yards on 8 of 11. But at that point, if you've only given up 138 yards, sacked the quarterback a little bit, and created – advantageous situations for your offense going in is 20 to 10 is great and another like we said earlier another late drive right before the half where the Browns run the four minute drill to perfection and get three points you love to see that that's something they have so long allowed other teams to do and they were adapting and making those situations work out in their own favor which is you know which is really rare uh, for a Cleveland Browns team to do so you stay encouraged by that and then coming out of half you know, the Browns get a turnover, a pick six on a, on a mesh concept where, for whatever reason, you know, the Browns are sitting in the perfect, what looked like the perfect sort of, uh, it may have been covered. I have to watch the all 22, but when you get Harrison creeping up and taking away that, that flat, you're probably getting a sort of cover three Rob scheme where they're just sitting on all those meshes. And for God knows what reason, Phillip Rivers decides to throw it to the flat late. And it's an easy interception for Harrison. So it's 27 10, and you're like, the Browns could really cruise to this thing and kind of close it easily. Now, well, the kickoff unit is a disaster, and it appeared whenever the Browns were kicking or either team were kicking to the west side of the field, it was it was causing you know some some power loss in terms of the wind and all that. So you had to be able to cover going on that end of the field, and the Browns just aren't covering in kickoff unit well. I'm going to analyze this in the coming days and look at who's on this this unit. Who can improve, maybe step in. I, they're not getting down the field fast. They're not staying in lanes. And when, when I noticed that they were arriving down, they're not blowing up blocks. They're just kind of accepting and absorbing blocks. All of a sudden, you know, it's a, 
I don't know, a 100-yard kickoff return? What's the total number on that? I'm going to try to find it here. 101-yard kickoff return. Um, <laughs> so it's it's 27-17, and all of a sudden it's it's more uncomfortable. And the Browns offense never really found a, a passing flow in the second half. And the Colts defense, which, again, I think is as impressive – collectively against the run as I have seen in a long time now the Browns were able to find a way to run for 124 total yards on the day and kept the Colts to only 68 so you can say I'm making a big deal out of this or not but I think the Browns have one of the better scheme approaches and 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 coached up offensive lines in the league this year in terms of run game so for the Browns to be held pretty tight there for most of the game I couldn't have been more impressed with how Andy plays the run another like I said ended up getting 72 yards because Kareem Hunt kind of wore them down in the fourth quarter popped a couple 10 yard runs his long on the day was 10 yards he popped a couple longer ones to help but I also wrote about Dearness Johnson's 28 yard carry he ran eight times at the point at which he was running he had run seven times for four yards he pops the biggest play of the game you know there late on that third and nine with 227 left and uh wrote about it it'll be up today you'd be up by the time maybe you're listening to this but it'll be up on the obr today about how they're able to break that but it was just a weird second half for this team i mean mayfield throws a terrible pick he, he doesn't identify bobby okiri kind of dropping right into the hook zone right over the middle of the field and just it's just a blind throw he can't make that throw especially given being up 27 17 at the time still in a comfortable position in the third quarter if you go down and kick a field goal or whatever your milk and clock time it's like they needed consistency and he didn't provide it i think he only went two of three for 19 yards and interception in the third quarter and then oh for six in the fourth quarter so really, really ugly second half. And like I said, we'll dive in and try to do some live stream of it to see the contrast between the first and the second half. But the, uh, it was pretty clear the unit never quite felt comfortable throwing the football in the second half. You know, Mayfield takes two interceptions from that half. Not, not optimal, obviously. Uh, felt a little bit more pressured than he normally was. I think Jedrick Wills had his first rookie game. We'll see what that looks like on tape. But uh, you know, took a took a big hit from the blind side on his second interception. But even even so, I didn't feel good about that ball being caught on the dig by Jarvis. If if it was accurate, you know, getting hit from your your blind side doesn't doesn't help. But not not effective, and I'm not sure why. I got to rewatch it. I'm gonna be honest. I get more accomplished Mondays. The NFL is releasing this all 22 uh, late Monday, but I I like to get you some initial reaction out of it. So, but what was encouraging for me is that as this unit, this defensive unit, who only gave up, listen, you can get mad at Sandejo a couple long plays. We'll talk about whose fault those were, especially think one of them was, was, was definitely on him in the first quarter, second quarter going toward the west end zone from right to left. It was on Ronnie Harrison. It felt like they were rolling into cover. He thought it was a cover three look, and it looked like it definitely to me looked like somebody didn't roll. We'll, we'll get that question asked, but um, – yeah, I, I listen. They only gave up 308 yards on the day. They created two turnovers, and you can't blame the turnovers for this game. Like both teams had two turnovers, and that's canceled it out. But they created two turnovers, gave up 240 through the air on on 33 passes, and uh, again bottled up the running game, which I thought was impressive, and bottled up tight ends too. Uh, Trey Burton only had 33 yards receiving, and then Jack Doyle didn't have any catches. Mo Alley-Cox had zero catch, so only 33 yards, which is what you need them to do 
for the most part, linebacker play and, co- and coverage was fine. It's unfortunate about Jacob Phillips and the knee. We'll see how that shakes out. But, yeah, only 308 on the day, 15 first downs, 4 for 11 on third downs. Obviously, you know, the two pickoffs of, of Phillip Rivers in the second half – were 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 huge pressure based interceptions miles on the second one specifically bull rushing the raven clark right into his lap making him step up and force a throw on the run and then obviously creating the safety with his pressure i don't know why naheem hines caught that ball at the four yard line but miles is out of this world we'll have a breakdown up on him this week playing extremely good football the league's best defensive player right now without question I don't even think it should be debatable. There are other guys playing well, but Miles is completely changing the game and changing how opposing offenses are, you know, preparing and playing. Can't wait to see how Pittsburgh tries to handle him. We will, uh, we'll just have to see about that. Um, But they're going to have to double him as often as they can. But listen, I'm I'm encouraged. This is, this is an interesting, it's an interesting four and one run. There are things that you can, you can nitpick if you want to nitpick. Uh, and, and that's not hard to do. The injuries are adding up. Sheldon Richardson beat up throughout the game. Jacob Phillips leaves the game, you know, among among many others. Ronnie Harrison concussion. I think Baker's MRI or his x-rays on his ribs already came back negative, so that's a good sign. But still getting your quarterback's ribs beat up. You know, Wyatt Teller's dealing with a calf strain. Those can be multiple weeks you know, if you remember, if you're a baseball fan, felt like Lonnie Chisenhall for the Indians was always dealing with calf strains, and they just linger, man. And he'll get an MRI, and you hope that that he's okay. And we're just have to see. It's a long list of injuries. It would not be the worst time for the Browns to stumble into a random bye week. Wouldn't wish anything on anyone with this disease, but boy, if the Browns found a random bye week ahead of their November bye week, it wouldn't be the end of the world based on how injuries have started to accumulate, you know, especially with Carl Joseph beat up, didn't play. Ronnie Harrison enters concussion protocol. It was really good to see Sheldrick Redwine, who has not played all year, uh, has not been given an opportunity back there and probably hasn't earned an opportunity back there either, get a chance to play and step up and make a big interception. That's fun to see. That can help change the course of a season and even can help t- change the course of a career for a young player uh, who can get some snaps. So, I, I listen, I, I'm pulling for Sheldrick. I have not had high expectations. That was a great interception to see and really, really changed changed the game. So a tale of two halves. The Browns were clearly in hang-on mode, and I don't know how they break themselves from that. I was just discouraged by the passing situation in the second half. We'll break it all down and look at it. I know Mayfield was very hard on himself. I'm not sure I'm as hard on him in this one as some other games, but he was hard on himself in the post-game presser. We'll, uh, we'll dig into it, and hopefully you can, can check that out and join us, and we're trying to make that, make that a weekly thing. So, look, I'm impressed by the defense. I think that, that it's clear that Indy doesn't have fantastic offensive identity, and you can still get Phillip Rivers to make some mistakes. But those mistakes that Phillip made were, were earned, you know, and I think that's impressive to take note of is that they continue to earn turnovers. They're not just being handed to them. They're earning those turnovers, and I loved – the high production of uh, uh, 34 minutes and 45 seconds of possession to 25-15 from Indy. That's that's fantastic stuff, and and that's the formula for this group to keep winning. You know, keep winning football games. So, two things to talk about. Two of our sponsors continue to 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 rep them for us, and and one of which is indeed, you know, 
even though the sports world had a long break, businesses didn't, and you could still be looking for that ideal candidate, and that's where Indeed's here to help. At, you know, at Indeed.com, they have the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are there and present, and present themselves three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed's going to get you that most important hire that you need for your business, just like they have for over 3 million other businesses. Right now, Indeed's offering listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it and they'll see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. That's all one word there, BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. That's the best offer available anywhere in the market. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions do apply. That offer is valid through December 31st. And then we're also going to talk about Bed Online. You know, talking about them forever, it feels like here. Hopefully you've taken advantage of the opportunities. The NBA just wrapped up. LeBron won another title. You can still get in on football gambling, baseball gambling. I think championship series has just started. Got all these sports going on. College football is going on. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team and player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anyone else. You can get in on those season opening bonuses today for college football still that's out there. Start off wagering on wins, conferences, championship futures all day, every day. They have that online blackjack poker available too. Head to BetOnline today. Take advantage of all those great sign-up bonuses don't forget use the promo code blue wire at betonline.ag that's blue wire all one word bet online your online sportsbook expert so we're going to close again by saying i'm impressed i don't i don't know what other way to say it they're four and one kevin stefanski dealing with as tough a situation for a new coach as could possibly be considered uh in 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 he he's taken this team this franchise who struggled to win for so long you know so long they've struggled to win and <laughs> he's gotten them four wins in his first five endeavors and and it, I couldn't be more impressed based on how little time they've had to get ready for this dealing with such a laundry list of injury issues and and just overcoming and changing you know I don't talk about culture but the the, the cut down and penalties and some of the things, the way the guys are speaking about this whole thing and kind of the overall aura and attitude, uh, it just leaves me thoroughly impressed about the way these guys are approaching it. It feels like adults are leading the building finally, which has been such a rarity in the past. And uh, I just, uh, I'm thoroughly impressed with where this group is at. We'll see if they can overcome injuries. We'll see if they can overcome uh, a tough little run here on the schedule. They do have Pittsburgh on the road. I cannot tell you the last time the Browns have played really good at a full-strength Pittsburgh team in Pittsburgh. Uh, so that game will be interesting. The Browns will definitely be an underdog. Not sure what that number will be right now, maybe four and a half. I don't, I'm not good at gambling lines. We'll see. They'll definitely be underdogs at that game. And then they host Cincinnati, uh, which – actually, no, they go on the road to Cincinnati – uh, which they can they can hopefully take advantage of of a, a team that's without a hesitation in my opinion inferior, and then they close before the bye week. They close with Oakland, and I believe that one's at home. We'll have to check into that because the Browns don't make any trips out west this year. So I think it is at home, but you want to get into the to the 
you know, the bye week feeling great. Five and three, six and two would be awesome. Something like that because there are, there are some winnable games, very winnable games on the back half of this schedule that can be had. Uh, Jaguars, Jets, Giants, Texans, Eagles, all teams kind of reeling from whatever. Coach firing, struggling, injuries, whatever. There's a ton of wins to be had. So hopefully this group can have a nice three-week stretch coming up. Don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Huge game in Pittsburgh, but I'm just so impressed with the Browns and and their their whole collective approach and outlook and the coaching. You know, uh, my good friend John Colosimo mentioned Alex Van Pelt on, I think, 10-9, the Cleveland Browns Daily, where he spends, and I think if you go to the YouTube page, it's like an hour in, he spends time talking about how they're game plan prepping. And, God, it just sounds like guys that, that totally know and are unified in the vision and approach and all of it. And it's just, it's really exciting to hear. So take advantage of all of the, 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 the words and quotes and opportunities to listen to this coaching staff and the players because you can pick up on little things the way they're saying it. You can pick up on uh, little parts of game planning, and those things are out there. The Browns are doing a really nice job of letting their coaches and players be accessible through their media, and uh, I think there's a lot to be learned if you care. So I hope you're pumped. This team is 4-1. and one. They have an opportunity to win some football games before the bye, use the bye to get healthy, and then come back and really close the second half strong. So exciting times in Cleveland. Again, I will come back with maybe some more thoughts after viewing the All-22 and having more watching available to me uh, over the next few days. I'll come back before we do the Pittsburgh preview and that same podcast have a, have a look at uh, kind of closing out things, players, situations I was impressed with here against the Colts. So keep your eye out for that, and we'll have a guest on to talk about talk about the Steelers who are 4-0. Steelers and Ravens, man, 4-0, 4-1. Those guys seem to never go away. They'll never go away. They just always find a way. So the Browns are going to have to find a way to overcome them. We'll, uh, we'll be excited. We'll be excited for that. So check out again. Have a write-up on that key third and nine play that broke this game open, the 28-yard Dearness Johnson run. Some, some really fun elements went into that play. That'll be up. We'll get the All-22 film review up, which is like crazy 3,000 words with a ton of breakdowns in there. Myself and some others, you know, John Stephenson got in on it last week with me. I go through everything with a fine-tooth comb and give you data and, 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 and video. And if you're not subscribing to the OBR, you should be for that alone. You know, it's, it's a fun look each week at what actually happened and what the opposing team was doing and what the Browns are doing, why they're doing it, who's playing well, who's playing not, what the play calling looked like, what the scheme looked like, all of it's there. Well worth your subscription on that alone. So I hope you will do that and join us. And we will also be again, hopefully, if the schedule permits, posting all of the Baker content and doing a live stream and looking at each of his throws and talking through. I hope you enjoyed that. So make sure you're subscribing to A, this podcast, iTunes, Spotify, whatever, and B, you're subscribing to us at the OBR to take advantage of all the great content, the Ask the Insider section, the Rumors Central section, all of it available for subscribers. We're building a community, and I hope that that community of Browns fans can focus on the football at hand and have a good time doing it. We appreciate you. And we appreciate your support, and hopefully you have a fantastic, fantastic Victory Monday. Until next time, go Browns. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. 
legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history, relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.